everyone and welcome to the Homewrecker Podcast. I am the Golden Greek Alexarion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, Monique. Monique, how are you? Hello, I'm wonderful, thank you. How are you? I'm doing awesome, fantastic Yay. as always, yeah. Pretty excited, we got a really good show planned today, at least I think it's going to be a good show, it'll be fun. Yeah. Talking about... A show that we've... Oh, a documentary. A documentary. It's not like a TV show. Docu-series? It's a docu-series, yes. Is that the, is that the correct term? Yes. I guess that's the technical term for it, right? Yes. Hellier. Yes. I've so been wanting to talk about this show. We, so We've mentioned it in the past. Spoilers coming. Yeah, lots of spoilers. So we're going to yeah. talk about the show Hellier, but for those of you that are joining us for the first time... Again, I'm the Golden Greek Alexarian. I came from the world of professional wrestling. I was a pro wrestler for... Almost 20 years. Yeah. It's kind of weird when I say it like that. It makes me sound old. Well, you are old. I'm kidding. I love you. It's not how I thought that was going to go. Oh. kind of trying to feed. You're the, only as try- old as you feel. How's that? <laughs> that fair enough. Yay. I was trying to feed you to put me over a little bit there. But eh, anyway, I guess that didn't work the way I wanted it to. Anyhow. <laughs> Sorry. Whoops. So we are a married couple, my, mm-hmm. as I said, my trophy wife, Monique, and we talk about different things every week. We mm-hmm. come on here and we'll talk about paranormal stuff, unexplained things, UFOs, aliens, conspiracies. It's pretty we, much everything we like. And yeah, stuff that, that's always interested us. We yeah. even talk some pro wrestling here and there. Mm-hmm. Relationships. And, I mean, we've had a show talking about birthdays. Yeah. So yeah, we just talk about pretty much whatever... Tickles our yeah. fancy, and the name Homewrecker comes from the fact that, again, we are married, and we don't always agree and see eye to eye, and yeah. sometimes it gets a little heated. heated. Yeah. So, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome, and for those of you who have listened and watched before, welcome back. Yeah. I'm excited about today's show. I'm so and excited. And I did it again. I keep hitting my darn mic. I really got to figure something out with this you thing. Get, you got to... Work on that. For me, like if I hit it, I talk with my hands. I'm French. It's okay. But for you, I don't know what your excuse well, is. Well, I talk with my hands a lot too, which obviously people before we started doing the video never knew. Mm-hmm. And I, but I'm always moving my hands. <laughs> I'm, I, I've actually been less animated because I'm trying not to hit the darn mic. But I'm just We're gonna, so stiff. We're like... Yeah, right. Not moving. <laughs> but but I'm just going to... I'm just going to... Whatever. Just I'm gonna, whatever. I'm going to be myself. You be and, you, baby. You be you. And hopefully everybody... See, there I go again. Hopefully everybody listening and watching has as much fun as we do doing this. Yeah. So, Hellier. Okay, I just want to say, if you have not watched this docu-series, there's two seasons, stop what you're doing right now and watch it because we are talking about stuff, so there's lots of spoilers you're not going to be able to follow. Just go watch it. And we understand that this might not be the kind of thing everyone is into, yeah, I mean, well, I don't know why, but <laughs> well, I think I was I was speaking to you earlier about it, and uh-huh. I was saying how me ten years ago may not have enjoyed this show as much as I enjoyed it now. Maybe I would have, I don't know, but it's a very and 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 as you already said, we are going to be giving away lots of spoilers. Yes. So if you are going to watch it and you haven't yet, just shut us off now. Go do it now. Go go watch the show. It's free on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Amazon Prime. Yeah, Amazon Prime, and, yeah. and I believe they have it on their website as well. Yeah. So there's no excuse. I mean, there's no excuse. So yeah. we'll we'll 
put links in the show notes for everybody as well. Yeah, there's no excuse not to see it. So anyhow, it's a show that is very... I'm, I'm trying to think of the right way to say it. It's very detailed. There, there's a lot... It, not it's not long-winded that's so uh, that's not correct but it's they don't cut any corners for entertainment value they they will they seem to give you all the details of the case and i'm sure there's stuff that they've left out yeah. for privacy reasons and and other things but for the most part it's very detailed and there's so many pieces to the puzzle of this story that they they haven't left anything out they and they tie it all together as yeah. best they can and we'll try to explain as best mm-hmm. we can as well. And we're well. not going to get into like every little detail. We're just going to hit on some points and talk about it. Yeah. But it's going to talk about stuff in it that if you haven't watched it, it could spoil it for you. So right. we suggest just go watch it. Yeah, first. just go watch the show. Yeah. It's it's awesome. It, I, like I said, uh, we obviously thoroughly enjoyed it. If you mm-hmm. enjoy listening to us talk, I think you're going to like it because it covers a lot of stuff that we talk about, Mm -hmm. a lot of the topics that we hit and that we discuss, try to dissect. Mm -hmm. And the, the folks that are involved in it first, first thing I noticed about the show when we were watching it was that it's a docu series, but I, it, it, it's produced very well. Oh yeah. Carl Pfeiffer is the one who directed it. Yeah. And he did an amazing job. He did wonderful. Yeah, and it, it just it's shot really well. It, it doesn't look it's not you know shaky cam yeah. or nothing nothing like that. It's very high quality. Yeah, it's it looks like something that was you know produced by like a network or something. It's yeah. so at first I'm like, wow, this is really like well done. Is this? I actually questioned, is this a legit thing or yeah. is this like a produced TV show with a script and everything? You know, but no, it's a it's a legitimate yeah. docu series. It's documenting the the events that befell these individuals mm-hmm. that are involved in it and th- this, there's a soundtrack too so th- there's it's just very well put together so it's for the people that are into like the ufo paranormal research mm-hmm. kind of stuff there's stuff in there there's yeah. st- and, mothman yeah and it's Bigfoot, and it's just like put together those... so well in a really easy to digest format i guess is probably the best way to put it because again you've got your soundtrack the editing in it, mm-hmm. everything is just so well done. I think overall the people you're watching are likable. Yeah, that and too. That that, that that obviously helps. Because <laughs> if yeah. you don't like somebody and you're watching it, it makes it very difficult, even if it, right. the topic is really interesting. Agreed. So yeah, that that was the first thing that caught me. So you know, hats off to to mm-hmm. Carl Pfeiffer who yeah. did a fantastic job <laughs> with putting this whole thing together, and, and everybody. Yes, but the whole team. that was that was the first thing that that got me, and I and I mentioned it to you too. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, let's talk about the players. Let's talk about the people involved in this series. Okay. So we have, as we mentioned, Carl Pfeiffer, and he is a director. He has done some web series. Uh, He was a resident paranormal investigator at the Stanley Hotel for a point in time. So he comes in, and there's Greg and Dana Newkirk. And together they um, have... Married couple. Yes, they're a married couple. And they were both ghost hunters. And that's how 
they say that they met and then they started working for Planet Weird in Weekend Weird. And I think that's their site. Yes. Like that's what like they started doing. They yeah. yeah. So they don't and they work do, for it. That's well they their do thing. it. And they do um paranormal investigations and they have a paranormal museum as well. So they do a lot of stuff with paranormal. Then we have Connor Randall and he worked at the Stanley Hotel with Carl. Right. So we have those people. They all bring something to the table in this documentary. And as we kind of go along, if like hopefully you've watched it and you can just, again, I just, I appreciate the like everything that each person brings to the table because it's a different mindset. It's different experiences and it like, it kind of makes it everything complete. That's how I feel with these people involved. And like I said, they're really likable. Okay. Yeah. Do you have thoughts on them? On the people? On the people. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Everybody, everything you said, I mean, they're, they're very likable. Like, you know, uh, you mentioned Greg and Dana Newkirk are the married couple. Paranormal investigators. They have the Traveling Museum of the Weird, I believe it's called. Yeah. And they, they basically go around and they have a museum. that They bring different haunted objects and artifacts and things like that and put them on display at various horror conventions and things like that, I believe. Yeah. I, I'm not, I was not too familiar with them until this, uh, this, yeah. this series. So I, and, and same thing with the other players. I, I was not familiar with them. But again, they, they all very likable, as you said, mm-hmm. and very, I, another thing that I think added to the likability, well, for me, how just kind of, get up and go they are like that attitude that they have yeah they're very cautious but let's do it so and so is only four hours away let's just get in the car and go talk to him and all right i like that that. i thought that was cool like yeah why don't more people do that like Like, if we didn't have kids we'd be doing that all the time sure right absolutely so so i really i really like that spirit that they have they're they're going to investigate something or get into something they're all in and and i thought that was really great and again very the the just the different viewpoints that they had and the ways that they approached the topics and the different yeah things that were that. that were thrown their way all mm-hmm. the different scenarios is like wow I would have never thought of that yeah very they they're very intelligent uh, th- there's shots of them in their home and there's mm-hmm. books everywhere oh, yeah. I would be in heaven in a place like that I know we're like we need a library in our next house <laughs> yeah big time. For all of our books. So, yeah. yeah, just very, everybody very likable. Yeah. And, and I want to add, like, I popped when I saw Dana do reading tarot. I was like, oh, yay, because I read tarot. So I just thought that was really cool to see somebody else doing that and using it the way that she did. I popped that you just said I popped. <laughs> <laughs> did you really pop, though? No. I guess I didn't pop. No. I you popped, popped on the inside. Yeah, I was popping yeah. on the inside. Yeah. Popped means got excited cheered yay popped anyhow i gotta stop hitting this microphone yeah you do gosh oh my anyhow all right so there's two seasons Mm -hmm. and they're both available to watch as we said now and the first season is five episodes and it's 10 episodes in the second season Mm -hmm. they're about an hour long i think some may go just under an hour some go a little over but Roughly an hour long. But they for all each fit episode. very well. When we watched it, each episode was like, oh my God, I need, we need to stay up. We need to watch what's happening next. It just really pulls you in. It wasn't that dramatic. My reaction was. Oh, like, I was. Oh yeah. my God. Like, On the inside. 
Okay. I just, I, I remember like, <laughs> oh, should we go to sleep or should we, like, <laughs> we're asleep at nine o'clock. We're up to like 11 because <laughs> we're like, oh, let's just watch the next one. Yes. It's very captivating. Yeah. Like I said, very well done the way mm-hmm. it was all put together. And, and obviously it's real, right? Or yeah. as far as we know, it's Allegedly. real. Allegedly. Allegedly. We always put that disclaimer yes. in there. <laughs> Go ahead. Why don't you start us off? How, do, how does this whole thing start? Be, because, and, and let me just say, it's going to start in one place and it's going to end. Well, it hasn't even ended yet. It's yeah. still going. So go it ahead takes and, you one place and it just yeah. kind of goes everywhere. So where does this start? But it starts in 2012 when Greg gets an email from some guy saying he's in Hellier, Kentucky and talking about this weird, these weird little green children like beings that are outside of his home and they're causing issues and they're scaring his daughter or granddaughter. And at the time, I guess Greg couldn't really do much about it. Uh, he was interested in it, but he they emailed back and forth. Well, what was weird about it was that Greg and a bunch of his friends when they were younger had a, they were ghost hunters mm-hmm. and they had a ghost hunting website and the picture on the website is of them as kids and they're all decked out in just the way teenagers would dress if they're ghost hunters, right? They've mm-hmm. got paintball guns and baseball bats and stuff like that. Yeah. They're kids. They're teenagers. And he said that it was a site that hadn't been updated in a long time, mm-hmm. but he still would check the email occasionally. And so he gets this email to this website that hasn't been updated. It doesn't look like it's active really anymore. If you're a person going on the website, you think it's a bunch of kids, yeah. So that's what was kind of weird and about it. And it was the email. First. It was the that, that email. He just happened to upkeep it. So that's kind of bizarre. Right. Now that's 2012. And fast forward to 2016, Carl Pfeiffer comes in and he's listening to the Euphemet podcast and Greg's on there as a guest. Did you say what the you, you said what the email was about? You did. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Sure. Can I go? <laughs> He listened to the podcast. Greg was on it and he was talking about goblins. And from there, a lot of strange synchronicities happen. And they decide to get together and investigate this Hellier, Kentucky goblin type of thing. What's going on with it? Well, there's there's a, a story of the Kentucky goblins. That's why they were thinking these are mm-hmm. goblins. Because in the 50s, mm-hmm. there was a story of a home being invaded by goblins essentially yeah it was a very famous story in but we're not gonna get into that story now but that's why they're going on the oh goblins they're that's why they're thinking that 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 may be what this is and so they get together because just all these synchronicities in a way kind of brought them together to go investigate and they go to Hellier, Kentucky. Now, Greg and Dana go, was it maybe a year before to scope it out? And they talk to people and then they come back with, oh, and I'm so sorry, I forgot to mention um, Rashid Sizemore. He was the cameraman because I'm going to bring him up later. But so all of them come together, the five of them, they go to Hellier, Kentucky to start an investigation. Yes. So there is a cameraman who's documenting everything along with Carl Pfeiffer, who also is... Holding the camera, I think they they all kind of trade off. I think they all kind of do. They it. all they all have you know. There's yeah. like their cell phone footage is interspliced. Everything, like I said, everything is really well done. So, uh, and very from, from my from what I could gather and my viewpoint, very thorough. Yeah. So. So, ultimately, so they, so they go to Hellier the year before. 
they scope it out. They talk to some people and then they go back home and then they come back with Connor and Carl and Rashid. But why did Dana do? But why did they, why did they decide to go and look into this? Well, I don't, they can watch it. I don't want to talk about each little detail. I just kind of want to get to our thoughts There's kind of important things. He corresponds back and forth with the, the guy that's, telling him this story. Yes. And he finally gets pictures of footprints of these goblins, aliens, whatever these they are. Things, these, these things. Beings. They're three-toed footprints. Mm-hmm. They've got dermal ridges, which means that you can like, see the... Like if you look at your hand, your foot, you can see you can see the lines in your skin. Well, that's what these prints all had, which made everybody that looked at the prints think that they were legitimate, but they couldn't explain what animal made them. Mm-hmm. They were they were unexplained, but they looked legitimate because of the dermal ridges. So if they were faked, hell of a job faking it because it's not something that's very simple to do. And I thought about that. How would you go about faking it? I think you'd have to make a kind of um, prosthetic type foot, something. I don't know. Again, these are the things I stuff. think about. Like I, something like that. That's the only thing I could think about. Yeah. I don't like know think of it, to do that. It, it would be very difficult to fake. It would so, be a pain in the ass. Right. So that's what led them to say, okay, let's go and, and look into this. And they, he had these pictures too of them. That's, yes. And he, uh, yeah, that's right. And he had pictures of what appeared to be, you can't really tell because they're taken at night yeah. and it's dark, but it looked like one of the pictures I still, we've watched the show twice now. We've gone through and watched, we rewatched it again. And I still, on the second viewing, I couldn't make out what they were saying was in one of the pictures. I could kind of see it. I couldn't um, see it. So it, it didn't, to me, it, it didn't look like anything. But there was one picture that was really, really looked like something. <laughs> looked yeah. like it definitely could have been something that doesn't look like a person. So. Yeah, so he had these pictures. So they're corresponding with this guy from Hellier, and then all of a sudden communication stops. Also in between, they get an email from a guy named Terry Rist. And Terry Rist has this really, it's a really weird couple sentences. And the spelling, it's like spaces in between the words, like how yeah, like, he spells words kind of weird. He like, puts weird put spaces, spaces in between, in between sure, yeah. which makes you think is a code for something. And they know of him because of a book by Alan Greenfield. No, they didn't know who he was. I thought they... No, they they Googled to find out where's this name coming from. Okay. And then they found the book, Secret Cipher of the Euphonauts by Alan Greenfield. And he's got an interview in the back of that book where he's talking about these goblins and beings. Alrighty did, did Did you pay attention when we watched this show? I don't want to give away all the details. Is it because you don't know the details, maybe? Yes, is that what it is? because I'm stupid and I know nothing. Yeah, 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 because I love love. All right, anyway. Back on track. Back on track. Terry Riss writes these strange emails, and they look into who he is, and it kind of compels them to want to. Well, they 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 can't find out, out who he is. They all well, they not found, who he really is, but they, they found, found of him. Is the, is the interview in this book, but they can't really figure out anything else. Of, yeah, like, who he is. But that... it's just this weird connection somehow. Yeah, I mean, the, I think the whole point is figuring out like who wrote this email, who is Terry Rist really? 
um, and what the hell's going on in Kentucky. Yeah. So they get these emails from him. They correspond back and forth a little bit. He sends them some co- what looks like coordinates, possibly. Yeah, it's just it's a like long the- string of numbers. And they presume that they are, uh, I think they go they go back and forth. They think at first, oh, it's a credit card number. Yeah. Then they think, oh, wait, no, it's, it's, it's coordinates. Coordinates to something. Yeah, like and GPS the, coordinates. And the GPS coordinates are right near Brown Mountain, which is a, a UFO hotspot. So they thought that was kind of strange. And, and there was some other things on. There's a whole bunch of yeah. stuff that happens. We can't give every single yeah. detail because but there's a like lot. But even like with those numbers, there was another number. There was a word and that kind of comes into yeah. play later. But uh, just trying to figure out what that is. And it's all this stuff driving them to want to go investigate. It's interesting because while they're going, while they're driving to Hellier, Carl is reading the emails and he discovers something that ties in Mothman and Injured Cold. Yes. And that was really interesting. It's like, okay, so, and that's kind of the whole thing. You go in one direction, it kind of goes everywhere. So you're thinking, okay, going to Kentucky, going to go look for some goblins. And yes. The Mothman Prophecies. They were listening to the Mothman Prophecies Mm -hmm. audiobook on their drive. And while he's listening to it, he's looking through these these emails uh, from the initial person who we didn't even name. David M. Christie was the name that was given. And the Terry Wrist stuff, he's looking through a printout of them and he figures out something that refers to Indrid Cold, who mm-hmm. is the alien or man in black or entity or we still don't know what or who Indrid Cold was, but he's referred to in that email and referred to in the interview that appears in the Secret Cipher mm-hmm. of the Euthanauts with Terry Wrist. Go ahead. So that was just really interesting that it's like, okay, whoa, now there's this coming. Like these things are tying in together. Yeah. It's not just goblins. Now it's Mothman. Maybe Men in Black. Black, Maybe aliens. UFOs. So it's going in all these weird different directions. And that's almost the theme to this whole docuseries is you think you're going one way and then it's like, oh, whoa, now we're way over here and then we're over there and it's awesome and crazy and strange. It's very weird. But it's entertaining. If you're into this kind of thing, yes. It's yes. definitely, definitely captures the imagination, captured my imagination anyway. So It leaves you wondering like, what is going on? Yeah, what the hell is going on? And just the synchronicities. Yeah, I mean, the synchronicities play a part of course but i think i don't know some of the stuff was just kind of i don't know i guess i could see where some people might think that well, is that really a synchronicity or is that just a coincidence yeah. is that some of the things but but again, i think it's also I mean, perspective you yeah know, i guess it's all in how you it's all in it. how you look at it i guess yeah like, and they talk about synchronicities for me i always took synchronicities as the universe saying that you're on the right path Keep looking around you, be aware, but you are on the right path. Is that kind of how you feel about them? I don't really have a an opinion, I guess, uh, as far as like what what they mean. I, I, I've experienced them, I, I guess. We get them all the time. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what they mean, if they mean anything at all. I, I don't know. What you say makes sense, so I, I could get on board with that. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know... 
what if anything they mean. I know that's not what you're looking for, but no, no, being honest. So they're in Kentucky and they go to the same spot where Greg and Dana went. Was it a year before? A year or so before. Yes. And when they went the first time, they had a bunch of people talk about all this stuff happening. And then the second time they go with What do you mean all this stuff happening? Like you got to give some detail. You're being really broad with some of this stuff. Seeing Bigfoot, seeing UFOs, lights in the sky. Yeah, so they're speaking with the locals at a gas station and they're getting reports of weird, crazy stuff Mm -hmm. that happens in Hellier. Everyone's talking about all these strange things. That happened in Hellier. Yes. Now, fast forward to they're there making this documentary. Nobody's talking about anything. It was kind of weird. It made me wonder. Yeah. Is it like everyone's like, oh, yeah, these people came and they were asking about this. And then everyone's like, like other people like, yeah, don't talk about that. If they come back, you don't say a word. It's like like a year or two later. Yeah, I know. But maybe somebody told them to hush up. Again, or, all the or, thoughts or that they went, my mind. I don't know what day they went there, but it could be as something as simple as the first time they went, they went on like a Saturday afternoon in the summer. And then when they went back, it was like a Wednesday night. I, you know what I mean? Or it could be that. Yeah. Or it could be your, your, you know, you're right. <laughs> but there are people who come and they talk to him. There's a strange guy telling like, oh, be careful. They're asking around trying to find the guy, David, that wrote the original email. Yeah, they're trying to find this guy, David M. Christie, and nobody has heard of him. And I think Hellier is only like a couple hundred people, isn't it? It's really it's small. It's a small town. It's not a big now, population. I came from a somewhat, what we thought was a small town, and a lot of people knew everyone. It was not as small as Hellier. I understand, like, for the most part, knowing everyone, but I could also understand not knowing every single person that lives in the town. So it could be possible most people don't know of this guy, and especially if he didn't live there very long. But there was another detail, too, that this person, David M. Christie, that sent the emails that started this whole thing, said that he was a doctor. Mm -hmm. So that was another thing that they were bringing up when they were asking about him, and most people are going to know if there's a doctor that lives in town, especially a small town like that. So nobody had heard of this guy, nobody had heard of a doctor by that name, living anywhere in Hellier or around Hellier. I know what you're saying, yeah. but still, I like somebody, to look at somebody, all of, sides. somebody of prominence, like a doctor. But is he like a? It's a, a small town. Is he People like are gonna know a medical doctor, or maybe he's Listen, like a doctor of the li- English language? If you live in a small town of a couple hundred people, where there's just like one big main road. And somebody new moves into the house that's been there for 50 years occupied by somebody else. But didn't he say else. he was kind of secluded? It doesn't so, matter. People are going to see that somebody new moved into this house. Possibly. And they're going to, I'm sure people talk or people might see a new person going yeah. to the grocery store or to the gas station to get gas. Somebody will have seen this person if they've lived there for six, seven months. I get that. I just try to look at it like this guy said he was remote. He wanted the seclusion. So maybe that could be why people didn't hear of him. I'm just going over my thoughts as okay. these things happen as we're watching. Fine. Fair fair enough, I guess. But it's not likely. Okay. Is it impossible? No, but it's not likely. People talk, especially in a small town. There's nothing else to do. They all talk to each other. They all, for the most part, know each other. They don't all have to get along, but they all know, okay, this person lives in this house or whatever. I get it. I get your point. I see the value in it. 
they're looking for this guy. Oh my gosh. I'm just, I'm trying to be respectful. I'm trying to be nice. Go ahead. They're looking for this David guy. They're not having any luck. The first night they are at the gas station, it's like kind of like the go-to place it seems in town. They're there. They're trying to get information from people. I think it was the next day they go to go look up records and try to talk to like the police department. Yeah, there was nobody would help them. There's like they contact like the news station, like trying to get any bit of information and just nobody said anything and oh maybe try go try the radio station try this or that but they couldn't reach anyone at the police department it was very bizarre so they got nowhere it was a dead end yeah they they got nowhere finding this guy they couldn't find the house they thought that they knew where it was they thought that they maybe had seen their first visit there but they weren't sure because the guy never gave an address or anything just that he lived in Mm -hmm. hellier gave a description of his house but they never they couldn't find it. They thought maybe they saw it, but they yeah. weren't sure. It was never verified. Mm-hmm. And there was no records of the, anybody by that name or of a doctor yeah. living in that town. So that Again, was strange. very weird. They're at this cabin like 20 minutes away from Hellier. And I want to get to the really interesting thing when they're on the porch and they're using the Estes method. It's using like a spirit box. They have like... Yeah, explain what that is. They, so um, The person using... It's like a radio and it goes through the channels, but a lot of them have been kind of jimmied. So that way it's just the static going back and forth. And they cover their eyes. They use noise reduction headphones so you don't get any outside noise. Yeah, so you're like just focusing... drummer's headphones that yeah. can't slow down any noise. So it's just focusing on the sound coming in and you're trying to pick up if there's a spirit or someone or something trying to talk to you and communicate with you any sounds or any voices that come in through the frequency been like between the frequencies yeah the person that has the headphones on can only hear the static yeah and any words that may come through Mm -hmm. in the static in those frequencies so connor did that yes and he cannot hear anybody else out around him mm-hmm. so if he's sitting next to me and he's got all this stuff on and i'm trying to talk to him he can't hear me because he's got static and blasting into his ears and he's got the noise canceling headphones mm-hmm. that are covering his ears and he's and he's got his eyes so he can't yeah see. he's got his eyes covered so he can't see or hear anything but what's going into his head mm-hmm. or into his ears excuse me yeah and just so, want to make sure it's clear so people understand what you're talking about because well it, hopefully they watched it okay go ahead they're out on the front porch and they're doing this and they're asking questions and it's weird because Carl's name keeps coming up and it's kind of bizarre like oh you're picking on this one person and they're basically having a conversation yeah, with they're someone having a conversation. or something coming through Connor he's yeah. channeling or somebody's Hearing. speaking to yeah. him and it, it a the, lot of stuff just made sense like some stuff didn't with the conversation but a lot of stuff kind of fit in with what sort of kind of but again it's it's edited too because they killed a lot of the dead time of course so it's edited we don't know everything and again i've heard interviews with some of the people that are that have been in the show they didn't release and put everything into the show for for whatever reason they have their reasons obviously most of the stuff seems like they're having a coherent conversation with connor who's just spouting words that he's hearing through his headphones Mm -hmm. He doesn't know what they're asking or what they're saying. He can't see nothing. It sounds like they're having somewhat of a conversation, but then he, towards the end of the session, he stops 
because he says he had a vision, like something. An like, image an popped, image in his popped head. into his head of a tin can, which is kind of weird because he said, is all, of all the times that he's done this Estes method, which he, he's. I, I think guess, over a hundred times. He's, he's done said, it yeah. a bunch he's, of times at the Stanley Hotel and things like that. So he's experienced in the thing, but he's never had a, a vision, any kind of a visual image or anything like that come to him. Mm-hmm. So he thought that was weird and he obviously made note of it. After that, what do they do? So they decide to go, um, I think it was the following night, they go to this cave. And while they're in this cave, they find a tin can. It was really crazy. And and Connor's like, this is what I saw. Yeah, it's like, this is the exact same can that I saw. So what did you think about that? I thought it was strange. If, If it's a put on, if it was an act, I... I'm not an acting coach. I don't, I, but I, I feel like I can judge good and bad acting. If he was acting, he did a hell of a job. I think it was legit. Again, as I mentioned earlier, I come from the world of pro wrestling. I, I can tell a put on most of the time because I was doing that for so long. It seemed legitimate to me. I thought it was pretty weird, I, I but I didn't really think too much of it. Just like, oh, that, yeah, that's kind of strange that there's a tin can and that's what he mentioned seeing yeah. the day before or two days prior during that it's, session. It's as if whatever they're doing, the powers that be that are kind of pulling the, the phenomenon. strings on it. Yeah. They call it the phenomenon. It's saying like, yes, you're doing what we want you to do and you're on the right track. But what is it that? <laughs> yeah. But what's going, yeah, they started going looking for goblins, yeah. got dead ends every time they tried to find the person that, Sent them the initial email. That was a dead end. They couldn't find him anywhere. Mm-hmm. They uh, we left out. They there was a uh, the cameraman actually yeah. mentioned why. Have you ever looked to see where those emails came from? Have you ever looked at the IP addresses mm-hmm. that they came from? And now I'm hitting your microphone. Oh, my gosh, okay. I still love you. I love you too. He mentioned, have you ever looked into the IP addresses mm-hmm. of the emails? And they, they, it had never occurred to them. And and it's funny because I uh, you know me I I'm into technology and that kind of thing. And watching the show, that didn't occur to me either. Like, and so it's like, when the cameraman mentioned it and said it, I was like, "Yeah, what? Yeah, what the hell? Why didn't they do that? Like, that's true. Yeah." And then mm. I was like, "Man, why didn't I think of that? Like, what? <laughs> why? Why didn't that occur to me either? Like, it's just so. It was kind of I kind think of a funny. You're just so wrapped up. In kind of everything. a funny moment. Yeah, yeah. But so they they go and they they they're they're uh, routing or or tracing the IP addresses of the emails and they find out that they came from Canada. And that's, and that's where Greg where was were. living at the time. So they immediately get pissed off, understandably so, because they think that they've just been put on. This has all just been a big hoax and somebody leading them around and messing with them. And not just that, but being like, if they're so close to you, it's like, do you know these people? And right. what are their intentions? What yeah. are their motives? So that's kind of freaky. Yeah. But they... They 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 call somebody up who's uh, into into techno who's like a tech whiz and kind of walks them through that their email was just bouncing around different like servers using a VPN using a VPN exactly so the email could have come from anywhere it could have come from Hellier but it could have if the person was using a VPN you're not going to know where it originated mm-hmm. from and it bounces in so many different areas before it gets to the actual destination point that it's it's hard to trace it. Mm-hmm. That was a little encouraging. It kind of brought them back a little bit from the edge of yeah. being like, "Oh, we totally got messed with." So that was that was good. Um, but that was that was my first thought was it probably was a VPN. Yeah. Like it had to be a VPN because as we're watching it, 
I know there's a second season, so I know what goes on. It's not a hoax. So I didn't have that that thought in my mind, but I immediately thought, okay, probably, probably just using a VPN. That's what I thought too. Mess around it, it's probably, yeah. but it, I think too, when you're in that moment, you're not thinking about this stuff. No, of course not. You're just kind of like, they're, minute, what's they're, going on? They're in the town that they, yeah. that they the email said all this stuff, crazy stuff was going on at. Yeah, that's not that's not what you're thinking. Is oh, they probably just used yeah. a VPN. No, you're you're emotional. You're upset. You're angry. Of course, I, I get all that. Yeah. But yeah, when the cameraman said that, it was like, aha, yeah, why didn't you do that? And then they do it, and then, of course, we find out, yeah, that probably was just a VPN, but still let them know where. They still have yeah. no idea who sent the emails, where they came from. So Is it, is it real? Is was it, real? it a ruse? Like, what's going right. on? So they, they, they start to think and hypothesize that maybe it was the author of the book, uh, Complete Secret Cipher of the, or Secret Cipher of the Euthanauts, was it Alan Greenfield? Was he messing with them? Was he sending them out on this wild goose chase? But I think that kind of came later. Well, they were th- saying, yeah. was it was it him? They were kind of asking that all yeah. along because they don't know who who this Terry Wrist person is. And, and that's the thing we didn't mention either. It's like the only link. Terry Wrist. If you say it fast, terrorist. It's kind of like a... It's it's like a pseudonym or something, you know? It's, yeah. like, it's like an alias. It could that be. Somebody, it could be, right. So... It's kind of one of those things where they they weren't really sure again who sent them where, or who sent them to go where they were at. Yeah, and they didn't know where they're where they're going. There's no. It's it, so it's weird. Just, it's like watching it is almost like a dream. It's kinda. weird, just like all the weird things where you're going and you think you're going somewhere and then you're somewhere else. It, it's almost kinda, like a dream. Yeah, kind of. I can I can see that. Yeah. They they so so they start looking for goblins mm-hmm. and spoilers. There's no goblins. We don't see goblins in this show. I'm well, gonna say there's no goblins that exist. Not I'm that saying we see. There's none that you see in this show. No goblins. But they are taken in all these other different directions, yeah. and it's like there's. It's just it's that's why we say you have to watch it because it's hard to explain everything. And have it make sense just talking about it on a podcast. Like I said, they do such a great job yeah. in over five episodes of, of the first season in putting all these various pieces to, as together as they can yeah. to, to form the story of what's going because on. Because with everything that happens, it's like you're getting pulled everywhere. So even just talking about it, it's like it's so easy to just kind of get pulled in one thing and then like, okay, I got to come back because then we're going to go over here. It's... It's a lot to process. Yeah. There's a lot of different things that go on. It goes yeah. in so many different directions. Tell us how season one ends so we can go on to season two. Before Day we talk two. about how things end, I want to talk about Rashid the cameraman. Because there were scenes. I just want to bring this up. Oh, there were scenes. Okay. <laughs> right, there ahead. were scenes where. Because it starts off with them walking in a field. This dude's ballsy. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. And then like <laughs> towards the end, you realize where they are. They're at the cave. And it's just there's parts where they're doing things. And he's like left alone. And everyone's leaving him. And he's just there. Like the lights are starting to go out. And I just remember thinking like, why are they leaving him? I get they're trying to get the shot. I don't know. I just kind of feel like, man, that poor guy. <laughs> him left alone with the camera no lights especially like when they're in the middle of the forest and in the caves yeah they're like in the cave he's like shooting them off in the distance and he's still back in the cave filming them as they're walking away i'm just thinking myself man 
that guy's got balls. Because what if there are goblins? And now he's all by himself, and the goblins come and get him. And it's yeah, they're two like two in the morning, or pitch black, yeah, and no like, lights anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that dude's got balls. That's what I said. Yeah, props yeah. to him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, well yeah, done. So they, well done, Rashid. Yes, very good job. Yeah. Bravery. So they go to this cave, and they was this the one where Greg? I forget what it's called, but he puts like the ping pong balls yeah he puts like ping pong balls over his eyes i forget what the method is called i'm not sure either they they did a bunch of stuff in this that i'd never heard of before yeah. but i was like whoa was this? wow it's very interesting it's, yeah it's yeah pretty, pretty pretty neat if you yeah. if you believe in that kind of thing and basically it's like again sounds cut off and his sight like it's kind of like cutting off your senses right and it allows you to kind of see like what visions are coming to you. And I was curious, like, um, because everyone has some sort of psychicness in them. It's just how open are you to it? And some people are just more open than others. So I'm just curious, like, does he utilize his psychic abilities? Like, cause that seems like one way to do it. But so you're looking to get visions and he's talking about one weird part where is he like in a field or something and he's laying down and then there's like a face that comes over him and he's like, oh, I don't like that. And I'm just yeah. thinking like, would I be so calm? I don't know. If if something was freaking me out, I don't know if I'd be that calm. I might be like, fuck this. And <laughs> like, yeah, I, I wouldn't be. He was very composed. Yeah. But he said he got really cold. Yeah, he was saying he got really cold, but they checked the temperature right by him and, and it was, it was one degree higher. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was very composed for what he was describing, and and yeah. what he was experiencing. Because I I I I'm, I'm the same as you. I would have probably freaked out a little bit. I'd been like tearing those ping pong balls off my eyes and just be like, ah, what the help, help, you know? Like I, was, and yeah. I've gotten visions before that look kind of creepy, but I wasn't scared by it. So maybe that's the thing. Like you're not a fan of it you don't really like it you're not super comfortable but it's not at the point of like i need to get out of here so maybe that's what was going on well obviously he's the only one that knows that no it, it's just you want to know what is really going on and unfortunately we don't really find out at the yeah. end of season one at the end of season one you're left going no goblins but i have 50 other <laughs> questions <laughs> yes well, I wanted to get right into season two. Yeah. I, I was, I'm glad that we didn't watch it when it first came out because then I would have had to wait to see what happened. Oh, we're impatient. Yeah. We don't like to wait. Right. Yeah. That was season one. It, it ended with them mm -hmm. nowhere close to figuring out who David Christie was, where they're goblins, who the hell is Terry Wrist? Yeah. What are these numbers he's sending? What are these coded messages he's sending? What does all of it mean? What and does I, it have to do with Indrid Cold yeah. and John Keel and the Mothman prophecies? What the hell is going on? You kind of go starting with one question. That's what we and said. And then you leave with like 50. And I just want to bring up one thing we didn't talk about is Tyler Strand because he comes up in season two. He has like a two minute part in this show in he, season one he messages them he texts them about yeah. something and then he calls them they're talking about like what he's talking about just kind of again synchronicity string into what was going it on it just so happened to go and tie into what they were yeah involved with so i just wanted to mention that because he's in season two so i thought i I'd guess since you brought it up one of the one of the interesting coincidences with his part in this when 
Connor is doing the Estes method and they're on the on in the cabin and they're mm-hmm. outside and they're doing that whole deal and he sees the tin can and all that. He mentions 48 and they wrote down oh, yeah. 48. And when they got off the phone with Tyler Strand, they had talked for exactly 48, 48 minutes, minutes and 48 seconds. So this was after the Estes method thing had happened. Yeah. So just kind of another one of those synchronicities, one of those weird yeah. coincidences that happened. It was just kind of strange. I mean, they hold up the phone right after they hang up. Look at, yeah, you know. So it's kind of one of those like, yeah, that is that is pretty weird. And if it was something that they had scripted out and planned, hell of a job, fellas yeah. and and lady. But I don't think, I don't think that's what's going on here. I think that there there's definitely something happening with the crew from Hellier. And again, Hellier is the name of the show, but the show itself takes place all over the place. It's not yeah. just there. That's actually a very small part or location for the show. But it's a good title because it started because I we were going to watch something. We never get time. We don't watch TV. And once in a while, we'll watch a movie. And it was like, I want to watch something. I want to watch a documentary, which is not me at all. And you're like, oh, I heard about this. Hell yeah. And I was like, okay, go on. <laughs> Just like the title captivated me and we went on and, you know, watched it and here we are now. Yes. So, so that was season one. Yes, one. And it was fabulous. Awesome. Yes. Highly recommended. Go check it out. And I think what we're going to do is we're going to, we'll stop here. Yeah. We will pick up next episode talking about season two because I don't want to go No, let's hours. stop here and then we'll. we'll stop here. Yeah. And we'll pick it up uh, next uh, next episode. We'll talk about season two, and that's that's a that's a long one. I mean, yeah. it's ten there's episodes. There's a lot of stuff, so we're gonna so kind of get right into stuff. everything. We'll try to get right into yeah. everything with that. Uh, but we'd love to hear from you yes. if you've seen the show, if you have your thoughts. Yes, I know you can follow us on Twitter at mm-hmm. at Homewrecker Pod. We have an Instagram as well. Home Record Podcast. And our website where you can go and interact with us on mm-hmm. our forum. Yes. HomeRecordPodcast.com. That's it. Yay. So if you haven't already, please go on over to iTunes, hit that subscribe button if you're listening right now, and give us a five-star review. We really appreciate it. It helps people to find the show. Yes, and please. if you're watching and you haven't already, hit that subscribe button mm-hmm. on YouTube and help us yes, grow our audience subscribe. there as well. Please and thank you. Yes, please and thank you. And until next time, I am the Golden Greek Alexarion. I've been joined, as always, by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, Monique. Thank you. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast. <laughs>